Hello and welcome to the FinTech Australia podcast, Finny Special, presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in FinTech executive search. With the help of the Victorian government, Bogus and BPay, we're bringing you Australia's largest and most prestigious FinTech awards yet. We want you to tune in and pick the winners. And this year, you can join in virtually, in person, or host your own office party. So wherever you are, let's come together and recognize the amazing people Aussie FinTech is renowned for. Registration for the awards event is now open. Go to thefinnies.org.au. I'm Dexter Cousins, and in this special episode, I'm joined by Keith Brown of BPay. BPay are this year's sponsors of the FinTech Organization of the Year, and we're really grateful for BPay's support of the Finnies. Welcome to the show, Keith. Thanks, Dexter, and it's great to be here. It's great to be involved with the Finnies and uh, be sponsoring and uh, particularly sponsoring the FinTech Organization of the Year. What a category it is this year. <laughs> I've been following the Finnies for, well, since 2017, and I've got to say that the strength of competition this year is phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, looking through a lot of the nominations, I mean, there's some there's some almost household names there yeah. already, but there's some new new people uh, on the block as well. Um, and I was just impressed with the diversity mm. and uh, such high standard of those yeah. organisations that are that are on the list this year. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that I put my vote in before I did interviews with all of the things <laughs> because I seriously cannot pick a, a winner out of them all. I mean, just phenomenal. Yeah, no, and I think it's such an exciting time in the financial services world. And, uh, yeah, even now we've seen so many challenges um, through COVID and mm. the recent period. But I think uh, a lot of these organisations being, you know, digital from day one are just in the right place at the right time to uh, make the most yeah. of what's going to come in the future. Well, um, we're here today to talk about a fintech that was a fintech before fintech was a word. <laughs> so you, you're with BPay. Um Look, for the benefit of our listeners, because we've got about 25% of our listeners actually overseas, would you mind telling us a little bit about BPay and who you are? Sure. And interesting you say that, because the point that I was going to say was, yeah, I feel that in a lot of ways BPay is the original Australian fintech. You know, we were set up uh, 23 years ago, um, really to, to make life simpler in that bill payment world between uh, consumers paying bills, um, banks where the payments were being made and the organisations whose bills were being paid. Um, and at that time, uh, people are still amazed and we are still sometimes how we manage to bring all those uh, entities together to provide this one simple way for consumers to pay their bills from within their bank. Um, at that time, I think we had seven finance institutions and 30 billers when we launched. We've now got over 45,000 bills you can pay and over 160 financial institutions that you can make those payments from. So uh, things have really moved on. Um, and, um, you know, we've, we've really looked to progress as well um, beyond purely payments in recent years too. Um, you know, BPay really for 20 years was about um, bill payment. Yeah. And, and it still is. It's still the preferred way to pay your bills. Um, but we've certainly moved, uh, as technology has moved, BPay's managed to move with it as well. When, when we first started, 
it was very much about IVR. It was over the phone payments, mm. tapping the numbers into a phone. But we were there as internet banking took off um, in the late 90s. And really one of the key functions of people using internet banking was bill payment and BPAY. Yeah. And because we were so ubiquitous, um, we really saw a strong uptake there. And then that's moved now back to phones, but new phones, smartphones, because now close to 50% of those bill payments are made in a mobile banking app yeah. on the phone as well. So we've managed to have that technology that's um, progressed over time as things have changed around us. Mm. It's it's kind of interesting. People, they're not watching this, obviously, they're listening. Uh, you and I have got, I was going to say grey hairs, but kind of <laughs> losing hairs. We're, we're old enough to know uh, the days before internet banking. We're old enough to know that, hey, we used to have you know, checkbooks and yeah. balance books and you'd go in and you'd put your money into the bank. Um, and then telephone banking came along and it was like, wow, this is a revelation. What's, you know, what, what's been your kind of um, take on where we're at now in that whole cycle of, you know, technology and the impact that it can have and the difference that it can make? Uh, look, I think it's, I think it's huge. And uh, like you, as you say, I'm, I'm grey haired and I've been uh, in this world for, uh, you know, since the since the early '80s, to be honest, yeah. and uh, seen those changes over the time. My first job was actually in a building society, writing in passbooks yeah. uh, in the UK. Um, I think just everything starts with um, starts digital now. Yeah. Um, and you know, you, we see it with the neo banks that, that are coming on board now. Um, there's there's a fair number of them coming, and just it's it's just digital from the word go. It's actually mobile first as well. Yeah. Because consumers today, particularly uh, younger consumers, everything's mobile. That's where they want to be. So that's where it has to start. And in some ways, they're in a better position than, than those legacy organisations because they don't have to worry about you know, still supporting passbooks and checks and, uh, and, and cash. It, it's straight to digital. And when you're straight to digital, um, I think it just becomes a lot easier to roll out those new capabilities, refresh target your customer base and meet their needs in an easier way. So what does this mean for, and this this kind of evolution, what does it mean for BPay? So so with BPay, I think I so say we have we have with the with the BPay product, we've been lucky that we've managed to it's actually a relatively simple capability and we've been able to it's been able to move with the time, mm. so to speak, as technology's changed underneath it. And actually even in the last six months with COVID, we've seen a lot of those holdouts to digital banking actually come on board because in a lot of ways, a lot of their channels have disappeared. So yeah. they, they can't go into a bill store. They can't queue up at the post office anymore. So those those hangouts from digital are now uh, in there and we're seeing that take up as well. So that's great for us. Um, we've, I mean, we probably should mention a little bit around uh, other things we've done other than a BPay and Bill Absolutely, yeah, yeah, kind of... Um, <laughs> You know, I know that there's been a, a big push on the innovation side and I'd love for you to share with yeah, our listeners a bit about what you've done. So really uh, about five years ago, we we revisited our strategy. You know, we really had had one product, BPay payments, for 20 years. Um, there's a bill presentment capability on that, BPay View, which we launched in 2001. That's pretty much all about bill payment. Um, so we wanted to look at, at how we took the company forward and how we innovated 
more broadly, and not just in the payment space, but in financial services and, and beyond. So we were lucky enough to be chosen as the provider of the first overlay service on the new payments platform, so OSCO, which launched in February 2018. So... Um, we have over the last two years seen significant growth in that. You know, it's primarily a, a, a P2P um, payment option, um, but it's certainly going a lot broader than that. Um, and it, we, we always saw it as a, uh, we talked about it as X to P, any one, two individuals very much, but we even see it in the P2P space as well. Right. But certainly a lot of growth there in real-time payments. And again, over recent times, we've seen that P2P uh, element grow as people have looked to replace cash yeah. because uh, you know people not want really wanting to yeah. use cash anymore. And so it's fun. It's fantastic as well, right? So easy to use. Put your mobile number in, and it's off you go. I look, look, my daughter loves it because uh, I don't carry cash anymore. She'll go to the shops, pay something on her card, wants me to pay her back, and then the money's straight in her account. Um, you know, two seconds later, um, with an emoji. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's super happy about that. Um, so yeah, look, we're really excited about OSCO and 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 the future opportunities with that. Um, we are already, you know, we're seeing strong growth, and we're already looking at new use cases. So we're looking at payments on the back of the invoices, mm-hmm. for example, and uh, yeah, that should roll out uh, later this year too. Um, we again, we also went beyond payments, and we did some work uh, a few years ago to look at how we might be able to set up our own uh, fintech. Um, and uh, we created an organization called SIFT, S-Y-P-H-T, which um, you may or may not be aware of. Um, but it uses, it basically uh, uses AI to unlock data, um, either in paper documents or online documents, and extract that and interpret that data um, for business. So a good example of that, we, they got a deal with Myob, about six months ago, and if you scan any invoices into Myob these days, it's using SIFT that's extracting all the data out of there and getting that into Myob so those small businesses can 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 utilise that data within their um, within their invoicing solutions. Great. So um, that's exciting for us as well. Complete departure, yeah, um, but uh, really good. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, which is probably uh, you know of interest, particularly in the the fintech world is that last October, we launched our developer portal for our APIs. So the first APIs we we put out um, to really give easier access for organizations to BPay services. So it was a, a, not not necessarily a limited set, but initial set in October. Um, We set up a sandbox as well. So anybody can come in there, play with those APIs, try them out. And then um, if they are, a BPay user, and by that I mean they could be a biller, they could be a financial institution, or they could just be a large payer. Um, then they can act, get production access to those APIs so they can integrate with BPay services a lot easier. Great. And we've seen over 700 um, people come into the sandbox. We've got 40 users in production. And I think last year we had about 7 million API calls. Uh, through those services. So, um, you know, and we've had some really interesting use cases come into there that uh, we wouldn't have seen before. For example, we've got buy now, pay later services and now enabling bill payment um, over, uh, you know, uh, monthly payments um, and utilising BPay on the back end to actually pay those on people's behalf. Yeah. So capabilities like that that we just wouldn't have even been able to get to Mm. um, before. 
I'd like to talk a little bit about who's behind BPay um, because it's we 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 hear a lot in the you know fintech um, kind of ecosystem. It's really difficult to work with big four banks, particularly for fintechs. It's difficult to collaborate. Um, I think you'd best tell everybody who's behind BPay. <laughs> sure. So we are yeah, BPay is owned by the four major banks. Yeah. Um, equally, um, and look that. That um, I guess collaboration is one of the things that that's really at the heart of what BPay does. Mm. And yes, there's certainly uh, opportunities by being owned by the banks, but yeah, we have we can have similar challenges. Yeah. Um, but I think um, it's about it's about knowing the right people in those organisations, working with them, and in the end, like any like any financial services organisation organisation, we've got to provide. The products and services that the customers want yeah. and are going to use if we're going to get them to market. We don't get any free rides um, because the bank's owners. Um, it may get us access to certain people, but we've still got to provide the best products for the market yeah. in order to get take up of those. Um, so, and I think from how we see ourselves to, to fintechs as well is providing um, access through our services. Um, we, I mean, over 10 years ago, we allowed non-ADIs to be members of the BPay scheme, uh, and we have a large number of those now. And through the APIs as well, we're broadening that access yeah. to our services. So we're really keen to encourage fintechs to come and talk to us uh, and see how we might be able to help them access our services and those services that are provided by the banks. What made BPay kind of get behind um, and, and not only sponsor the awards, but really kind of throw your weight behind the fintech industry? Look, I think, um, yeah, maybe coming back to that first point of we do see ourselves as maybe one of the first fintechs. Mm. And uh, so we understand the industry. We understand the market. Um, we understand some of the challenges that uh, those organisations go through. And we really want to support them. Yeah, I think one of the key things in financial services is that competition's really important. Yeah. Um, and it's good for new organisations to be coming along all the time, challenging the legacy products, the, the capabilities, and looking how they can take that forward. When we talk about the neobanks and some of the capabilities they've brought in, um, when I look at the finalists here, you know we've got we've got loans, we've got payments, yeah. uh, we've got such a huge range, a diverse range of capabilities, and they're all challenging the the norm, yeah, and looking for new ways to bring those services to market, and I think that's what we're really keen to support, and how we can work uh, with those organisations um, to help them get that step ahead and be competitive in the market. Brilliant. So. Um and there's a list there, and there's uh, quite a few that I think you've given a kind of a nod to who BPay's worked with as well. Um, what, what's your overall kind of sense as to where the industry is at now in in Australia? Um, look, I think I think it's a, as I mentioned before. I think it's a really exciting time because there is so much opportunity, and I think you know as we talk about you know, BPay and us opening up our APIs, I think there's a lot more willingness for existing organisations to open up yeah. and allow new products to be built on the back of that uh, legacy capability. And certainly we see that with open banking and CDR. Yeah. I think that's a huge opportunity 
um, for fintechs to, to really take that next step and see how they can leverage that data and provide services to customers, particularly in potential niche areas that maybe the banks or other organisations wouldn't have the desire to, to focus on. Mm. And, I, and I see just looking through that that a, that a number of the organisations nominated this year are already uh, playing in that space. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited by, by what that future looks like. I'm excited by that digital first capability and that ability to really focus on customer needs uh, and delivering and building. It's what we've seen with a lot of the neobanks where they'll provide initially, you know, there might just be a savings account day one yeah. and then it's moving to personal loans and then it's home loans. Uh, and it's that gradual build up to what their customers need. You know, we've seen plenty of them uh, putting their uh, product roadmaps on the, on the mm. internet to be yep. voted on. Yeah. I mean, great. How, how great is that to get that immediate yeah, customer feedback about, yeah, these are the things we want from We've it. seen up with, you know, releasing their own APIs as well. It's exactly. Incredible. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that openness um, and what can be built on the back of that um, is is really exciting. Right. So what does the future hold for BPay, Keith? So, yeah, I think as we mentioned before, I think, um, you know, looking to open up and, and really uh, expand access uh, for organisations to our service and and find those opportunities that we may not have seen um, before um, with with bill payment. I, I mean, I'll give you a good example. There's an organisation called uh, Noah Pay who we mentioned SIFT um, yeah. before. So they actually took the SIFT API. Um, they'll scan your bill. They'll then use the BPay APIs to validate all of that information, create a payment file, and then you can pay that from your uh, WeChat account. So something that we just wouldn't have imagined before, yeah. but bringing those building blocks together. And so we, we want to provide more of that capability for organisations. Um, we, we will continue to look at the, uh, the real-time space with OSCO and how we may be able to, to take that forward and provide new capability to that. And you know, at the end of last year, we did a review of our, um, of our strategy and uh, you would come a long way in the previous years. But now we, we're looking at how we can, again, take that forward, not just with our existing services, but what else we might be able to uh, look for out in the market, whether that's something that we build ourselves or whether it's something that we partner with mm. somebody else in market and use our skills to, to look for new opportunities. If there's anybody listening out there that's um, working on something, any, any kind of ideas that you're... Um so you're interested in? Yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, we've always been interested. Obviously, we're interested in payments related and billing and invoice related opportunities. Um, one area that we're quite interested at the moment is um, is the know your payer space. You know, yeah. There's that problem out there with invoice fraud. Um, and uh, you know, one of the solutions, obviously, is get a BPAY biller code and, and then you'll know exactly who you're paying. Mm. But, but there is an opportunity there to uh, look to uh, find a way to give confirmation to payers that the BSBN account number details are, are valid. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly something that uh, we're, we're interested in and looking at at the moment. Um, but uh, we're, we're open to, to, to plenty, plenty of ideas in the functional services space. I was really interested to hear you talk about SIFT and the AI element. Uh, what role do you think that's got to pay, 
play in this next, you know, what I, what I call, and I think everybody else in the industry would say, we're probably at the point where we're in the next wave of innovation or fintech 2.0. Um, there's been a lot of noise about AI. It hasn't really kind of delivered or, you know, lived up to the, you know, the doomsayers of what it would be. But what do you think we can expect from from the technology as we move forward? Look, I think AI's got a got a huge role to play, and I think it's it's one of those things that maybe hasn't found its niche yet. Yeah. Um, and you know, with with our experience with SIFT, what we've really seen is that just looking at that one example of the amount of data there is out there and whether that's data that's on paper or whether that's data that's sitting on systems, there's so much of it now that it's it, it's just hard to extract from that the information you really need. So something like AI is critical to being able to get that core mm. data out and use it because it's just yeah. not something you can do any other way. And I think that's one of the ways that AI will play that role because these tasks are just not manually possible mm. when you just have these, whether it's huge amounts of data or hugely complex um, processes that need to be worked through, then you've got to use something yeah. like AI to, to work through that because it, it's gone beyond um, the traditional methods of, of using something. Yeah. So I think it will, it, it's finding its niche, finding its time, and it will, it will make huge difference in the future yeah. as that works through. Critical as well as we move into CDR open banking times. I mean, one criticism that I, I, I do have is, you know, we, we talk, I keep hearing about how open banking, um, they can use my data to give me all these new products. And so, well, you're sitting on a load of data now and you still can't use it. <laughs> so I think it's critical in order to you know, help, particularly some of the, the larger banks with these big legacy systems. You know, and challenges that they've got around these systems talking to each other that we use that technology to really streamline the process. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, a few years ago, all the talk was around big data. Yeah. Um, and there's, Gosh, you can't remember. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard big data since 2015. Eh? There's <laughs> still plenty of uh, big data out there. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the change was very much how we, how you really narrow down on the, the useful data. And mm. actually the... The, it, in some ways, it's the needle in the haystack, yeah. but it's that shiny needle that you're trying to get hold of yeah. that's really going to meet that customer need. Um, and you're right with um, you know, open banking and CDR. You can have all yeah. this can, data about your, your bank accounts, but yeah, how, it's how you use that and yeah. for what purpose yep. that, that's got to provide a customer benefit mm. and a value. Because if you can't provide that value to the customer, then they'll say, well, I'll, I'll yeah. just go and look at it in my bank. What, what extra are you providing me? Yeah. Um, so I think that's the yeah, challenge. It's, re it's really interesting as well because we're seeing, you know, new new ways of you know some of the the lending businesses that we talked about. Um, there's others, you know, where in the buy now pay later space where they're really um, challenging the traditional credit models that look historically right. And as a small business owner, doesn't matter what I've done in the past, right? <laughs> it's what's going to happen in the future that determines whether I'm credit worthy or not. I think this is one of the challenges for the larger financial institutions is, hey, how do we now use you know, the information that we've got currently, not the stuff that we've got that's 10 years old, to predict with some level of accuracy whether this person's credit worthy? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and I mentioned before about why, why we're excited about uh, you know, the Finnies and FinTech today, it's because they are challenging the yeah. norm. And they're challenging the norm and creating competition 
and that's good for the incumbents as well as yeah. as well as the new because it makes them think again. Yeah. And so uh, it's like it's like the sports team, right? When you get yeah. a new player that comes in who's you know raises the bar, yep. everybody lifts their game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a been a bit of a Formula One fan in the past, and yeah, you know, somebody brings out the new, I don't know, cockpit or wing or whatever it is, um, and then you know, two weeks later, yeah. everybody's copying it the same thing, yeah. you know. And I think they they may not have got it quite as good, and they're obviously a yeah. few races behind, but it just makes everybody rethink how they're doing things. Mm. And when they see new organisations, and we've seen it in the buy now pay later world, you know, we've we've seen a huge growth in that space from from one or two entities into multiple. Yeah. Now that um, I think I think um, yeah that that's the really exciting thing about the fintech space at the moment. Great. Well, we're going to wrap up, Keith. But before we do, um, which fintechs got you most excited right now? Uh, Other than BPay. <laughs> um, that's a hard one because I don't want to pick any favourites. Um, uh, yeah, I, I've been a fan of uh, Rays for a while from when they were Acorns. Yeah. Just because of that idea of uh, encouraging people to save small. I just love the whole idea. I, I saw it as, you know, when I used to use cash all the time, I had that change jar at home. That change jar doesn't fill up anymore. That used to fill up every couple of months. Uh, and I would I would use that and I'd put it in my kid's savings account or do mm. something with it. That doesn't happen. So to have this, you know, this rounding up and putting in is going to an investment going on. I, I, I just like that idea yeah. um, of, of saving that. So so uh, I really like I really like that. Um, and then I, I uh, yeah, I like what Zip are doing in the buy now, pay later world because it's quite it's quite diverse in the way they're they're stretching that. Yep, look after payer there and the, the sort of strong name, but but I like the way that Zip yeah. have, have come in there, and uh, you know have, have really adapted to that market and are looking for new opportunities yeah. in that space rather than just purely the traditional. I can't recall buy now pay later traditional, but it feels like the standard buy now <laughs> yeah. pay later world. So uh, I think they're doing some exciting yeah, stuff. Look, well. and I think the, the great thing is with Zip and Afterpay, they've taken two very very different approaches, right? And it's you know, after pay have executed theirs, I, I mean, with such precision, it's it's delightful to see, right? And then, as you you pointed out, Zip have taken a different approach, which you know, is a, a one that's based on credit and how do you reinvent the whole, you know, not just personal credit, but they've gone into business lending as well. Yeah, I think it's um it's incredible to see you know the the innovation that we've got coming out of Australia now. I mean, yeah, and again, when we look through, yeah, just not just in this category across the whole of the nominations, mm. again, the diversity and, uh, you know, the opportunities are there and the fact that, you know, some of these, we talked about them as fintechs, but a lot of them are becoming household names yeah. already. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that that's a real testament to the strength of, uh, of what they're bringing to the market. Great. Where can people find out more about BPay? Uh, look, you want to find more out of BPay, just go to bpay.com.au. Um, that'll tell you about the BPay product or bpaygroup.com.au if you want to find more out about the uh, the broader group and the organisation and all right. of the services that we have. And if people are interested in the API site that you've got? Yep, so um, just uh, search for BPay API developer portal or just go again to bpay.com.au bpay.com.au and you'll find a link there. Great. Well, thanks again to BPay for supporting this year's Finneys. To vote for your favourite fintech and to register to attend the awards ceremony, go to thefinneys.org.au.